Hallelujah. So, um, tonight we'll be looking at um, the topic, understanding revelation knowledge. It's, it's actually a very broad, very broad topic. But I'm trusting God that um, what we'll look at tonight will be enough to set us on course, you know, to more than ever before desire um, this heartbeat, this precious gift of God. And such that um, beyond this place in our individual um, capacity, we can engage God, you know, for, for activation and f to shed more light on, on this um, great treasure that the Lord has given to us. Hallelujah. Um, so, in, in talking about revelation knowledge, talking about understanding revelation knowledge, I will start by saying that um, revelation knowledge is the inheritance of every believer. Praise God. In the book of Genesis chapter 22, when God asked um, um, Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, he came into an experience of God and he named the place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord shall provide. And we, we, we use that today as the Lord my provider. In another experience, they came into a place, they named the place Jehovah Sabahot. It became the name of God as the captain of the army, the captain of the host. I'm saying this to say that the names of God we see today, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer, Jehovah Mekadeshkem, the Lord my righteousness, they are the names that people came into by virtue of their experience. They are revelations of God that they came into personally by virtue of their walk with God. And I'm saying that going back to Matthew chapter 16 that I referenced earlier, you know, where Jesus was asking his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they gave him those names that people said he was. Who do you say that I am? And I'm asking us tonight, I'm asking you church, who is the Lord to you? What revelation how has he revealed himself to you? Then Peter spoke up. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are thou, Peter. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. That means there is something that flesh and blood can reveal. And that's in the realm of the senses that we spoke, with, spoke about earlier. But there is a certain knowledge that flesh and blood cannot touch. And that knowledge is hidden in Christ. Praise God. That knowledge is only available to those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus is not just stopped there. Then, when Peter got the revelation of the person of the Christ, his own person was also revealed to him. Jesus said to him, and surely I say to you, 
You are Peter. He was Simon. But Jonah. Simon son of Jonah. Jesus said you are Peter. That revelation of God. Brought Peter into a new identity. And that is what happens to us. When revelation knowledge is activated. Every time. We come into a new experience. We come into a new name. We come into a new understanding. Hallelujah. But you see. The reason, the, another word for revelation knowledge, I call it revealed knowledge. Because it has to be revealed. It said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. My father in heaven revealed this to you. See, there is no knowledge you can come to in God except it is revealed. Hallelujah. There is nothing we can know Except it is revealed. Why? Because our senses cannot pick the frequencies of the spirit. And that's why the place we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 to 14. He said, who knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man? So also no man knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, the Spirit now reveals these things to us so that we can know the things that are freely given to us. Except those things are revealed, we will never see them. And except the Lord is revealed to us, we will never see him. The book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 27. Matthew eleven twenty-seven 27 says, It said, no man knows the Son except the one to whom the Father reveals him. Verse 27, all things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father. Nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. Hallelujah. So you cannot know God except the son reveals the father to you. No man knows the son except the father. So also, no man knows the Father except the Son and to whosoever the Son will reveal him to. I told us earlier that all these treasures, all these uh, are hidden in Christ. Scripture says, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily in Christ. Then we see in the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, 2 to 3. Colossians 2, 2 to 3 talks about the, the, the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Christ. Um, let's, let, let's read from verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have. What a great concern I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my, my face in the flesh. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Verse, verse 3. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures of wisdom 
and knowledge. I want to quickly read from the Passion Translation. I, I like the way uh, the Passion Translation put it. It's um, so straightforward. I will just read verse 2 and 3. It said, I am contending for you that your heart will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together in love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. So, the great mystery of God is Christ. For our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure, waiting to be discovered, heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. Our spiritual wealth, verse 3, is in him like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. All those things are hidden in Christ. And they are only accessible and available to the man in Christ. Hallelujah. This realm of knowledge, Satan cannot touch it. But that is why Satan fights revelation knowledge. That is why Satan fights understanding. He doesn't want to, he wants to keep us blind. He wants to keep us blind. And that's why we read in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1 from, I think from verse 15 through 17, Paul said, when I heard of your love, when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love towards us all the saints, I began to pray for you that the highs of your understanding will be enlightened. That the eyes of your heart will be opened. Hallelujah. Because if, a, if the eyes of our understanding are not open, we will remain in darkness even though we are born again. And he was saying it. He said, when I heard of your faith and of your love, I started praying for you. So the next phase, after faith and love, is that will come to the place of revelation knowledge of our inheritance, of the hope of our calling, and of our inheritance in Christ. said that you may know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So revelation knowledge is key. It is very key and it is something that we must desire. The extent to which we can go in our journey with God is the extent to which the Lord is revealed to us. It is according to the level of light that we have. That's why we must continually trust God for light, for knowledge, for understanding. Praise God. Praise the living Jesus. And I know that in a measure, in a sense, we are already experiencing this but I'm saying that we need to desire this more and more so that the Lord will be revealed to us even in much deeper measures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that the Lord will be revealed to us in much deeper measures. From, the book, from, from that first Corinthians chapter 2 we read, we saw that the Holy Spirit is the revealer. The Holy Spirit is the one you know, who gives us the knowledge is the revealer of God's secrets. Praise God. Praise the living Jesus. 
The Holy Spirit is the revealer of God's secrets. Is the one who makes known to us the mind of Christ. Is the one who reveals the will of God. He reveals the counsel of God. He reveals the heart of God to us. Uh, in, I, I think it was in the book of John, John chapter 16, where scripture says, it said, the spirit of truth that was sent to you, it said, it would show you, it would teach you all things and show you things to come. Praise God. It will teach you all things and it will show you things to come. It would announce to you things to come. So there are things, there are, there, there are, there are realities in God that, that belong to you that must be revealed to you by the Spirit. And you must desire to see those things. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is the revealer of God's secrets. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of God's secrets. The primary way, the primary way we receive revelation knowledge, the primary way that we receive revelation knowledge and by which God speaks to us is through the word. Hallelujah. And that's why I, I needed to say that because we need to place premium. We need to place premium again on the word. On the word. Your, your Bibles cannot be closed and you say the Lord is not speaking. Do you understand? Your Bible cannot be closed and you say the Lord is not speaking. The primary way would first speak to you is through the word. Everything that the Lord will speak, you will find in the word. Even if he does not speak verbatim, you know, because he can speak to us um, in different means, through different ways, but you must be able to find it. You must be able to trace it back to the word. That is the place of safety. Hallelujah. And the word, the Bible, the word of God is a closed book. Praise God. It is a book that must be revealed. Because the word, the, the, the word is, not just, uh, is not just logos. It's not just, um, it's not just a document. It is not just a book. It is, I'm trying not to call it a book, but I can't find the right word. It is a book that is alive. It is not just a book like your chemistry textbook. It is not just a book like your medical uh, documents, medical textbooks that you read in school. No. The word is alive. It is a living book. Living, alive, active. The dead cannot access it. When I say the dead, I mean people who have not been quickened. They cannot access that book. He said, the letter kills, the spirit gives life. Yes, you can read the letter, and you can read the letter to your damnation. But until the spirit quickens those letters and makes them alive, we cannot receive understanding of what is being read. Hallelujah. If you read um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. 
some translation says all scripture are God breath. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for teaching. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work and all of that. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 20. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 20 says, And I say unto you, behold, no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. Why? Because only men of God, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. Why? Verse 21. Because only men of God, for prophecy never came by the will of man. It is not sense. It is not sensual knowledge. Praise God. The scripture was not something that somebody sat down and just said, let me just write something. No. It said, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but only men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So if you are going to decode prophecy, if you are going to decode these things, it must also be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are we together? Did you get that? If you are going to decode the word, if you are going to find entrance, if you are going to find understanding, revelation knowledge from the word, it must be decoded by the Spirit. Why? Because it was penned by the Spirit. And it must be interpreted and understood by the inspiration of God. The Lord himself must light upon the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I wrote here, I said, revelation knowledge is the key. It's key to victorious living. It's key. Let's go back to, to that story of, um, of Peter. The story of Peter in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Let's see verse 18 and 19. So, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will what? Give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, one of the things revelation knowledge does for us, it's it gives us authority to the realms of God. It gives us the keys of heaven. In verse 18, it said, upon this rock, now, some people, there's a whole movement that interpreted the rock. You know, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And they thought that Jesus was saying that Peter was the rock. No. Jesus was saying, upon that revelation, that, that revelation of his person and his office, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, of his person and his anointing or his office, upon that understanding, he will build the church. Hallelujah. 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He now said, I will give you the keys of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, having been bound in heaven. So you would, what, what this does, what revelation knowledge that Peter came into is, and that we are also coming into, is that it gives you keys, it gives you access into the realms of God so that you see the things that are happening in the courts of heaven and by seeing the things that are happening in the courts of heaven, you can implement the same on earth. So he's saying that you can bind on earth what is already bound in heaven. You can lose on earth what is already loosed in heaven. So you have access and you have authority. Hallelujah. And that's what revelation knowledge does to you. Revelation knowledge brings you into the place of liberty, brings you into the place of victory, brings you into the place of access, and you can exercise authority. Why? Because you are walking in the light that has been revealed. Praise God. In, in a light that is revealed. So you, you, come into, you come into the understanding or revelation knowledge about healing. You can walk in that light and be victorious over sickness and diseases. Do you understand? You walk in that understanding. You can come another day, you can come into, into um, understanding or the, the revelation knowledge about protection is activated or safety. And you, you would find out that in the midst of so much chaos and, 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 and disaster and things happening around you, you are just kept by the power of God. Why? Because you are walking in an understanding that is not common. Now, every other person around you will not have, will not have the experiences you are having. Why? Because they do not have the understanding that you have. Are we together? And they, they would wonder, why are you so calm in the midst of all of this? It is not because you want to be calm. It is because you have, you have come into something that is bigger than you, that you are, you are holding on to, that is making you calm. Praise God. Let me give, I will give two examples. And I, I think I've shared this before. During the COVID period when, um, you know, the whole thing was, was all over the place and um, there, was, there was a case in my office and, you know, we had, all of us had to go to test. I knew I didn't have COVID. But of course, my wife was worried and all of that, so we had to go do test. We did the test. After a few days, results came out. I was negative. She was positive. And she, she didn't know how. Then she began to panic. She began to panic and like, calm down now. So the moment, the day she told me that, ah, that they sent her message, so, 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 that's positive. The moment she said that, there was something that rose up in my spirit instantly. And that word was, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will lift up his standard against it. Do you understand? So, the moment she said, I was not trying to look for scripture. I, I wasn't trying to look for, ah, okay, so what can we use to combat, to, you know, to stand in faith for this thing? No, the thing just rose up. And I knew that was the word for that season. So when she was panicky and, you know, 
I, I mean, her children would come. She, no, they should not come around her. Or this one, I'm like, ah, in this house, it's not going to work because these guys are, you know, clingy, clingy. They won't let you rest. And you, we can't hide you. This thing, we are going to stand in faith according to the word of the Lord and this and this and that. And, and the whole thing, she didn't even have any, no symptoms, nothing, nothing serious. And we were fine. Hallelujah. The other example I'm going to give was, and I shared it also before, was some months ago when I, when I had an issue in the office. And that night I, I remember it was my wife that spoke to Pastor Dami. And Pastor Dami called me and we were talking. And, and he said, yes, this has happened before, but you are in a different season. So the outcome will be different. For me, it was the word of God. It was, it was re- because I, I held on to that word. It was the word of the Lord to me. Yes, it has happened before, and we saw how that one panned out. It wasn't pleasant. But this time around, yes, it's happening again, but you are not in the place that you were that time. So the outcomes will be different. Same thing, different outcomes. And that was the exact way it happened. So in the midst of all of that, I was at peace. I was at peace. Why? Scripture says affliction will not arise a second time. That was the word of the Lord. I'm saying this, you see, Scripture says um, in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, it said, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Grace and peace. The knowledge of God brings us into measures of grace and peace. As we advance in the knowledge of God, the epignosis of God, as we advance in the knowledge of God, we are coming into greater measures of grace and peace. You are, your peace, you know, you know what scripture calls, uh, I think that's in the book of Philippians, peace that passes understanding. Grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge. That is the only way it comes. It is in the knowledge. The, the knowledge of God is the minister of grace and peace. And it will be multiplied to you. Hallelujah. So revelation knowledge brings us into measures, increasing measures of grace and peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said revelation knowledge is our access point to the will and purpose of God for our lives. Revelation knowledge is the access point to the will. If you want to know the will of God, the purpose of God, what you need is revelation knowledge. What you need is revelation knowledge. Remember the story of Paul. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, let's see verses 11 and 12. I just want to give one or two examples to buttress that point. Galatians 1, 11 to 12. The story of Paul. For I want you to know, believers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel. It is not a human invention after any human concept. Verse 12. For indeed I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a direct revelation of Jesus Christ. So it said the gospel he was teaching or the gospel he taught it was not 
something that he got from any man. It was revealed. It was revealed and that thing defined his purpose and defined the rest of his life. Hallelujah. Why? Because he had the revelation. He had the revelation of God. Remember the story of Moses, the story of Gideon, how that the Lord appeared to him and said, Oh, arise, you mighty man of valor. That was the Lord revealing Gideon to Gideon. Hallelujah. And he came into that understanding to fulfill the purpose of God for his life. So revelation knowledge is your access point to the will and purpose of God for your lives. Praise God. I said revelation knowledge also helps us to locate ourselves in the will of God. What do I mean by that? We remember the story of Jesus. Jesus was in the temple one day and scripture says he was reading from the book of Isaiah. Precisely Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor and this and this and this and that. And when he finished reading that, that scripture, he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. This day. He probably might have read that scripture several times. The Pharisees had read, all of them had read. But he read that particular day and he said, this day, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. We also remember the story of John when they sent men to him. Who are you? Are you one of these? Are you one of these? Are you one of the prophets? Are you John the Baptist? Are you Elijah? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He picked it from Isaiah. He, he was able to locate himself in the prophetic scriptures that came before him and found an assignment and found his identity in the word. Hallelujah. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. I'm saying to us tonight that through revelation knowledge, you can find your own purpose and identity in the world. Scripture says concerning Jesus, it said, a body have you prepared me. I have come in the volume of the books as it is written concerning me to do your will, O God. I'm saying to us tonight that there are things written concerning you that you must discover in the world. Through the spirit of revelation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are things written concerning you. That you must discover. And that you must fulfill. Hallelujah. I pray God will give us understanding in Jesus name. What I'm going to say now. Is not a set of formulas. Because I don't want us to. To have that mind of. You know. But revelation knowledge will come. When we start doing. The following things. Do you understand? So it's not like a set of formula, but they are just um, spiritual disciplines that we must cultivate so that we can we can increase in revelation knowledge. And the number one discipline is the study of the word. The study of the word. We can't emphasize that enough. Like I said, the, the primary way that God is going to speak to you is through the word. If God speaks to you through any other means, you are going to have to be able to establish it in the word. So you must be grounded. What? You must be grounded in the word. You must be grounded in the word. Hallelujah. John, um, okay. 
Then, of course, the second thing I'll speak about is the meditation. 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 Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. We must be people who meditate. To meditate is to think upon the word. So it's not just enough that you have read and you fulfilled your quota for the day and you close it and you go away. You must think upon it. You must ruminate upon it. The word meditation is actually the word to mutter. You know, you are muttering the word like speaking it under your breath, speaking it to yourself over and over and over and over until that thing lights upon your spirit and it becomes real and it becomes something, a truth you can hold on to. Many of us, what we have is the mental knowledge, mental assent, you know, of God's word. So we, we mentally assent, you know, to, to scriptures, to teachings and all of that. But we must go beyond that to come to the place where it becomes, uh, uh, it becomes our home. It becomes something we can war with. It becomes something we can go to battle with. It becomes something that, that, that is personal to us. So it is not just something we know in our head. It has become something that, that has become understanding in the heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So meditation is key. Meditation is key. Hallelujah. Then of course, we can't talk enough about praying. Praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. The more you do that, you see, when you pray in tongues, scripture says you speak mysteries to God. Your understanding is unfruitful. Yes, in the spirit you speak mysteries to God. The more you do that, the more you are empowering your spirit to, to you know, you are activating or increasing the capacity of your spirit man to be able to operate better and pick conversations in the realms of God. Your spirit becomes more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you can receive light and understanding from the Holy Spirit. We need to do that and do that over and over and over again and we must do it consistently. Apostle Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. I pray in tongues more. How can one man pray in tongues more than the whole church? Hallelujah. It, it, it was because he discovered a, a secret. And you see, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues is not something we do absent-mindedly. When we are doing it absent-mindedly, we do not reap the reward of that great gift. Hallelujah. We, we are not maximizing it. I doubt if we are even touching anything. So it's not something, um, you are praying in tongues, you are chewing gum, you are thinking of um, the next thing you're going to do, but you are praying in tongues. No, 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 no. It must, we must be disciplined. It must, it must become like a devotional thing. Now, I'm not saying, for example, some, for example, you may be driving and you are praying in tongues, but the truth is you are, you are praying in tongues, you are more active praying in tongues than you are active driving. Do you understand? So you can, you can do a couple of things together, but what I'm saying is your mind must be engaged in what you are doing. So it's not something that your mind is playing uh, Ludo, but you say you are praying. No, 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 no. We must, we must um, you know, take advantage of, of, of that great gift. Hallelujah. So, I mean, these are, these are some of, of course, fellowship like this, fellowship of the saints, gathering of the saints. These are things that you must not abandon because it is the place where the Lord disseminates truth. It is the place where the Lord disseminates truth to us, you know, so that we can grow and it releases, like I said earlier, 
in bits and pieces. Hallelujah. I wrote here, I said, Revelation knowledge brings stability and assurance. And the final thing I'm going to talk about is the purpose of revelation knowledge. The purpose of revelation knowledge. The purpose of increasing in the knowledge of God is so that we can conform to the image of Christ. Nothing else. It is not so that you can share. It is not so that you can teach. It is so that you can become. Praise God. And if you have any revelation, eh, and you are excited about teaching. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not condemning teaching. I'm not playing down on teaching. It's important that we're able to share, you know, together the things that God is doing with us, the things that God is revealing to us. We can share together. But the, the, the purpose of revelation, the purpose of revelation is conformity to the image of Christ. I will tell you that the evidence that you have the revelation of God, the evidence that you have revelation knowledge, eh, is not that you can talk about it. The evidence is that your life is changing in accordance to what has been revealed to you. Hallelujah. So the, we, are going to see, we are going to have to see the evidence in our character, in our lifestyle. The proof that you know a thing is that you embody it, you can live it out. Not that you can talk about it. Praise God. People go to school, study medicine. But those who did not attend class or did not finish or whatever, they cannot practice. Right? They cannot practice. But the people who took time, acquired the knowledge and know the thing, they can practice medicine. They are certified. They, have their, they are licensed to practice. Do you understand? So, you can know about it, but, and you can talk about it. That's fine. But the proof that you know that thing, that you know it, is that you are a practitioner. Now, I'm not saying that, I'm not using medicine. I'm saying that the, the, the proof that you know truth, that you have come to truth, that you have revelation knowledge, is that you are a practitioner of truth. You are walking in truth. That's what I'm saying. The evidence, the purpose, the evidence is in your lifestyle. The purpose is that we will all conform to the image of Christ. So what does God do to us through revelation knowledge? He gives us bits and bits and bits of himself. Hallelujah. As we take those bits and bits and pieces of himself, we are becoming more like him because that is what he wants to achieve. That is the goal. That is the focus. That is the purpose of revelation knowledge. Nothing else. Hallelujah. I pray God will give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen.